Welcome to the Happy Holy Podcast. I'm Anna Marie Frank, a doctor of traditional naturopathy and certified brain health professional. Now, those of you that know Happy Holy You, you know that we are all about health and well-being, and we combine all the physical aspects, nutritional aspects, as well as the energetic and emotional aspects to well-being. So on this podcast, you guys, you are going to get a variety of information with different topics that can range from brain health all the way to how your energy field impacts your overall health and well-being. Now, let me remind you that we are not giving medical advice on this podcast, and these are just our personal experiences and information that we are sharing. If you do have any physical or any mental challenges going on in your life, we highly recommend that you seek a medical professional that you have a strong relationship with. All right, you guys, we are going to get started. So here we go. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Happy Whole You podcast. Today, I have a returning guest with me, Rachel Pastor, and she was on way back in the beginning through one of our original episodes, and we're at over 100 episodes, so very excited to have her back. If you remember, if you listened way back then, you know Rachel is a transformational expert. She's a motivational speaker. She's a coach to leaders. She's a mom, a wife, and she's also the author of Unf Your Fitness Mindset. She's a master of neuro-linguistic programming and the founder of the Break Free Events. She's also internationally recognized as a transformational expert, and she has worked with top fitness celebrities and has helped thousands of people around the world turn their lives around. And she also has created the X Experience Method, a global movement helping people by creating transformation from the inside out. And Rachel uses mindset work and reprogramming to empower people to soulfully live their life. So you guys, I'm excited to share her with you today. And also if you want to get daily texts from her, which will literally be her texting you, you can text her at, you just text community at 970-442-5843. We'll put that in the show notes and she's going to talk about it on the podcast as well. So here we go, you guys. All right, Rachel, thank you for joining me today on the Happy Whole You podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> and we've had you on in the past and, you know, it's it's been over a year. It might even be, yeah, about a year, year and a half since you've been on. So you were one of my, I think, top 10. We're at the 101 episode right now. And oh my I, gosh. You were like on the, ten, I don't know, between the between the 10th and 15th episode or something along those lines. So, so much has changed for you. So much has changed for our audience. And I wanted you to come back on because yeah, the changes, the shifts, the pivots that you've been making and just share your story with, with the crew. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds good. Well, first of all, congratulations on all the episodes I always think it's so great to really see, you know, somebody be so persistent in getting that message out there and never giving up on it. So I just, I greatly admire that. That's (laughs) great. Uh, Let's see. Yeah. A lot has shifted in my life. I think the last time that I was on here, I was working in the health and fitness industry and helping people more in body transformations, but transformations from the inside out. 
And although I'm still helping people in transformation that has shifted a lot as I have shifted. And I think this will be relatable to a lot of people in, in whatever way it connects to them, like really thinking about the shift and what that's looked like for me. Let's say I I started working in the health and fitness industry since 2008, I started it and it, it came from like, you know, it came from the transformation that I had that I, I shared on the last podcast that I was on. And it really just lit this fire in me to help other people in that way because health and fitness had been such a huge part of my own transformation. And that's usually what happens to somebody, you know, they go through their own transformation and they're like, I want to, whoa, this is amazing. I want to spread it out to the world. world. (laughs) Exactly. And so I did, and I helped many people through, you know, first it started off with personal training and really grew from there. And I started online coaching. I worked for Chris and Heidi Pell from extreme weight loss edition, and we helped thousands of people. And it was, you know, I mean, truly, I feel like I had a career in the health and fitness industry that a lot of people aspire to, you know, and it, it, yeah, I feel very grateful for it. Well, what happened was, is, you know, as I'm, as I'm really working with people and helping them in this way, along the way, what I really noticed and was, you know, a deep calling to help people really in reprogramming and in transformation more through their heart, their mind, their soul. And I really did already start working that into my program for a few years now, but as the more and more and more that I did that, the less inspired I was to help people in body transformation and uh, not that it's not needed. It is, you know, it's, it really is. It was my own personal shift within inside of me. Mm-hmm. That really took that change. And so I, let's see about this time last year, I put on another fitness festival and already going into that festival, I had already shifted so much in, in my passions and what I was being called to that. I shifted that festival into the break free festival. So it was the, it was the Fort Collins fitness festival. I changed it into the break free festival because And now, now looking back and I'm sure now people hearing the story, they can really follow along and they've really been watching me transform all along. Right. And, you know, it's just so, it's so interesting to hear people's stories because you'll watch them go through certain things, but you know, we Mm -hmm. really, for the most part, we don't know what other people are going through, you know? Right. And, and, and it's, and it shows up as like the whole way, like your story. It's so great. Cause I relate to this. I started in fitness. I started, uh-huh. pers- well, then I was like, Oh, we got to do something about this like nutrition thing. So then <laughs> there were fitness nutrition. And then it was like, you know, into my thirties, I'm like, dude, we got to work on this mindset thing. And then now going into my forties, I'm like, dude, there's so many patterns going on. Yes. <laughs> and so, and that's what I love about you know, I think one of the things that sparked me to reach back out to you is I saw one of your posts and it was like reprogramming the brain, the neuro-linguistic programming. And I was like, oh, Rachel's really on to something now. And so for everyone listening out there too, like what if you, you know, with the weight loss, like that's one piece of it, but I believe it's, it's never really the weight loss. It's that journey to that. And then it's beyond the weight loss. Cause I'm sure you've helped people lose thousands of pounds Mm -hmm. and those pounds can come back, but it's that, that internal 
So yeah, so keep going. I'm so excited. Yeah. And I just, I got chills when you were talking because that's just, I, I just felt that so much. It's like, as you go through your own transformations, as you grow, so does how you help people. And, um, I, I just find that to be really beautiful. Uh, so yeah, so I, I decided I did the break free festival and I was up on the stage. So the break free festival really shifted more into less about fitness, even though it had that element, but more about just like really stepping in into yourself and joy and like, you know, really just experiencing. And so I brought in a DJ from LA named Capslap and he did breath work. He was an incredible DJ just in general, but he did breath work. And so, and it was DJ driven. It was like, so this, all this cool music. And so I was, I decided when he went up to do the breath work, I would go up there to do it on the stage. And so I was doing the breath work on the stage and I look back because a lot of people like I have video of me doing it and pictures now. And I'm like, that was such a transformative moment for me. It was like inside of me was just breaking apart into so many pieces. And, you know, in the moment that doesn't feel great, but it's just such an incredible blessing because the next version of you is coming, you know? And so I even remember somebody that I did, did the festival with that she helped me with it. She's like, right after it's done, she's like, I just was watching you up there doing the breath work. She's like, are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny because I didn't cry or anything, but she's like, you just, you know, I don't know. I didn't know anyway. So anyway, I left that and I cried and I cried all night long. I went home and I cried and I cried and I cried. I cried so inconsolably that my husband literally, he was like within like hours of crying unconsolably. He was like, are you going to be okay? Okay. I'm, I'm actually very concerned. And what I, was, what was that crying? What was that like for you? And what was, what was causing all that? So you did this breath work experience and, uh, and but what, like, yeah. what was that? Yeah. The you, festival you know. ended, we took, we packed everything up and we went home and it, it was so many different things. It was like a moment of like, actually in reality, realizing that I don't think not in that way I could ever do the festival again, that something was truly missing, that it was never satisfying. It didn't matter how many people showed up. It didn't matter. It didn't matter money. It didn't matter anything. It never was satisfying for me. Why? And, and, and that was just like weighing on me. I I was like, you know, we push so hard for something. We work so hard for something. We, we go, we go, we go. And to pursue these things in life and we accomplish them. And yet we're still not satisfied. Why? Why? And that's what was weighing on me. I'm like, will this ever bring the satisfaction that I'm have always hoped it would bring. Mm -hmm. And, and so, uh, yeah, I just finally came to, it took me weeks to recover from that. As far as like, just really coming back together. I had friends visiting me being like, are you like, are you okay? And so as I let that unfold and I just kind of just like fell into it and just let it be, it really started to take me through everything that I needed to see and learn. And so I would say, you know, a lot happened, but I would say about six months later, I was already moving away from, I had already known I was leaving the health and fitness industry because I was like, it's just, 
not fulfilling to me anymore in that, you know, when you start to get to that place of, you know, the beautiful thing is I get to wake up and choose what I do every single day. I literally show gratitude for that every single day. I have paved my own way and I get to wake up and decide, right? And now I'm waking up and almost feeling like, do I want, I don't want to do this today, you know? And, and so this was all a part of me unfolding and I was just allowing it to happen. I'm like, it doesn't feel good anymore. I don't want to do it anymore. And as scary as it freaking is so scary to leave something that I've done for so many years that people know me as that is literally tied into my identity so deeply Mm -hmm. as scary as this is. And, and quite frankly, brings in an incredible amount of income to my household. Mm -hmm. And you need to set myself free. Yeah. Yeah, I need to walk away. Yeah. Oh, I can relate on so many levels. I love this. (laughs) So, so here you are in the health and fitness industry, doing amazing things, super Mm -hmm. successful, working with tons of clients. And then you're realizing this is no longer in alignment with your soul's purpose and what you Mm -hmm. truly want. Mm -hmm. And then there becomes this identity thing that you literally are up on stage, this huge thing that you put on you guys. I don't think you realize how big this event is and what all goes into it. And you get done with that event and you've already had these things boiling. And then it's like this total realization of like, almost like, it's almost like you were mourning the loss of something you knew you had to walk away from or something you Mm -hmm. had to like go away from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, (sighs) absolutely. It totally was. And uh, so one day I was, so now I'm leaving the health and fitness industry. It's the beginning of actually this year, And I'm in this deep meditation and really just doing some reprogramming in the subconscious. And I get this crazy download and I see myself in these, doing these festivals. And what comes to me is your self-worth is tied into all of these things. Like I want, I was in the midst of writing a book, looking at, you know, putting on the next big event, whatever it was, you know, even though I was leaving the health and fitness industry, I still was like, I'm going to, you know, have to do this. I have to do that, you know, and I have to be at this level of success, you know, and it's like your self-worth is tied into all of those things. You will never be satisfied doing any of them. And it just crumbled me because I was like, it, I saw it. It was so true. It was so true. Yes. I was doing those things because I was passionate to help others, But at the same time, my self-worth was tied up in, you know, how big it got, how many people came, how much it spread out, how many people would read this book, how many stages I would stand on, you know, how big I would become. And I was completely losing myself in that. And and when you do that, when your self-worth is tied up in your successes, so regardless if you can relate to what I was doing or not. When your self-worth is tied up in your success, that is infinite, infinite. You will never be able to fill it. It is a cup that is literally running out from the bottom. So true. And I was like, I can't do these things anymore until I can do them from a completely different place. And that place won't be until I come to a place of being completely worthy and not needing those things to make me worthy. And so 
it was just, again, an, another crumbling of like, okay, finding, you know, and for so long I've taught people how to really fulfill their own self-worth. Right. And this is what I love about the human experience is that the journey <laughs> of self-discovery is never done. It is never done. I will tell you a year before this, I would have told you, I, man, I'm in like the best place ever as far as my own self-worth, my self-love, all of these things. Cause I've done a lot of work on myself over the years, but it's an unfolding. It's like a flower unfolding and it will never stop unfolding. You will just continue to move to your next level and know yourself better. And, you know, it, it'll just, unfold. And I think that, you know, it's very vulnerable to share that story, but it's, it's true. And I know that from it comes so much peace and so much more clarity and so much more awareness of who I truly am. And I am forever grateful for that because I know in the end, I will in turn, make even more of an impact in my life but just by doing that, it will radiate more into the world, you know? So here I am. I, I really, at this point, am the best way to describe it is I'm like floating down this river. I think I <laughs> talked to you about this, but I am floating down this river and I'm just allowing it to take me. And I am just floating and, you know, surrender. You know, I'm just surrendering to whatever is meant for me will come. And I feel more deeply connected to my own intuition and my own knowing that I have ever felt before. I have had incredible opportunities come knocking at my door over the past few months. And a lot of them tied to who I was. Yeah. Who you used to be, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Those are your tests. Yes. Your blessing. Those are the blessings and the tests that come. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And these tests are here being like, Rachel, are you really ready yeah. to move <laughs> forward? You know, and, and those tests can really be big, you know, yeah. whether it be tied to financial or again, your self-worth, like, and, and they just, they just keep coming in. And as they keep coming in, I just continue to like, boom, how does that feel to me? And I know again, and I, I've worked so hard to get here and, and to a point where I actually know literally something happens and I'm like, boom, I know, like it just, I can feel it in my body. Mm-hmm. And I remember people talking about this in intuition and, you know, yeah. and for so long, I'd be like, how do I know? You know, uh-huh. it's so frustrating. <laughs> Yeah. You'd be like, well, that's good for you. Cause you just like have that thing. And it's like, yeah. you think it's like something they just like have. And it's like, it's, it's actually something we all have if we allow yes. it, but we yes. allow all this noise to get in the way. And I think too, when you can surrender and let go of the need to convince any like people of things, when you can let go of the need to convince someone and mm. in, in anything, and then when you can let go of the need to prove yourself, Like those are two big things that I've had to like learn. Like I have to remind myself, it's not my job to convince anyone of anything. And Mm -hmm. I actually have nothing to prove to Mm -hmm. anyone. And I have to remind myself of that because I do get in that space, right? Like it's like, oh, this new shiny thing. And then it's like, wait a minute though. 
That's not. But why do you want it? Right. <laughs> like, why did I even look that way? What's yeah. this about? You know, but, but, and then it's like getting curious with yourself and it actually becomes fun and it becomes mm-hmm. like more fulfilling because you're constantly trying to discover who you truly are at the soul level versus all this, you know, how much money are you making and da, 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 and like all the things. And, and it's like, it's a cool place to be. I feel like. And then you can oh. just keep working from there. Oh, it totally is. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. And yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I wouldn't. And I, I relate to that improving yourself. And I think that is connected to everything that I just said around not doing the festival. Mm-hmm. Like it just a constant need to prove myself, right? Yeah. I'll write the book, prove myself. I'll do this, prove myself. And, you know, I, I know that anybody can relate to that at some level right? There's so many people that are continuing to really trying to fulfill themselves with success, right? Staying busy and like the next thing. And, you know, artificially in a lot of ways, it will make you feel like you are doing just that, right? It's a very, very tricky thing. Very good distraction. It is. It is (laughs) such a good distraction. But underneath it, I really believe that we all know the truth and we all feel the truth and we feel it in really feeling unclear, never satisfied, right? Yeah. And, and just really just feeling a disconnect in some way or always tired, always busy, never present, you know? So, yeah, so I am here and allowing things to unfold and really just helping people in reprogramming their subconscious and, you know, in whatever way I'm really being guided to do that. And I'm excited to see, you know, how that continues to unfold. I mean, right now I'm going to hold some retreats in 2023, which I'm excited to do that. But ultimately, I have not yet found what the big picture is of it. Mm -hmm. And I was telling my team yesterday or two days ago, I told them, I said, the thing is, is I'll know, I'll know (laughs) and it's unfolding and I can feel that, but I've been there when I know, you know, when the festival, when I decided to do that, I knew my heart was on fire for it. I knew I wanted it and I not just wanted it. I knew it was meant to be. And no matter how high the mountain it was going to take to get there, like I just, I went for it. Right. And I see parts of those things starting to come in right now. But again, the moment has not dropped in where I'm like, we're there, let's go. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And I, I think that's one of the cool things is like, like you said, like, you don't know what the big picture is. And I think that's the whole point of this, right? It's because you're supposed to be in the present moment. Mm-hmm. Right. But then we have society that says, oh, you got to like, know what the big picture is. What's your target market? What are all these things? And you're like, wait a minute, I'm just in the present moment right now. And I'm just like allowing life to flow in and, and experience mm-hmm. this. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think that's so, I think that's really so much fun that you're like, yeah, I don't know what the big picture is right now, but I'll know when I know. And it's like coming to you as you like evolve. And I think that's so exciting. That's awesome. Well, thank you. And, you know, I will say that being just being right now, and even me telling 
this on the podcast right now, talking to you about this, it's, it's humbling in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. because I've always been like that, go, go, go next thing next, you know? Yeah. And I've been called just to be, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's been a huge shift for me because all I've ever known is the next thing go do, do, do. Right. And now I'm here, like just be and allow Mm -hmm. and really sitting in the power of that. And yes, Rachel, who, you know, past Rachel, who only knows the other, yes, she comes in sometimes and she's like, but Rachel, if you don't do this, you know, she's all worried and scared for a hot minute. Yeah, she is. She's like, you got to take that opportunity, but this, but that, but this. And I'm like, no, the new me is like, just be. And yes, there will be a time to go. Like there will be a time, um, but it's knowing the difference. When are we being called to just be right? Because it's right. Be we first is be and, um, and then we do, and then we have, right. That we all know. Yeah. And there's a difference between just being and allowing things to come in and work through them versus being pushed and forced to do whatever it is. And that force could come from the old you, right? So it's really great that you're mindful of it and, you know, really being present. And I remember when we, so we talked like three weeks ago Mm. and I remember you said something along the lines of like how every day for you used to be so scheduled. Mm -hmm. You were like, yeah, like I had every day, like this, after this, after this, after this, and everything was so scheduled. And you're like, and now I got time (laughs) now I'm with my kids more. We're doing, I think you said you guys went to the park or you did something. Mm -hmm. We're like bike riding. Bike riding. Yes. Yes. That like never like, you know, and I just, it's like getting back to like those simple things Mm -hmm. that, you know, just yield the biggest benefits for our souls, for our families. And, um, we can get really pulled away from that with all the social media stuff, with all this quote unquote, what success is. And mm-hmm. I love how, um, I was talking to a gal earlier for a podcast and she has some mental health challenges. And she's like, I just learned that I had to redefine what success meant to me and what parenting, good parenting looked like to me. And I think that that's like something for all of us, like you get to redefine what your life looks like. And that's like, and that choice is completely yours, right? Mm -hmm. And we get to do that. But some people I think feel that they like, don't, it's almost like they feel like they don't have a choice in their life. When Mm -hmm. we forget we have all the choices, which Mm -hmm. I think is really cool. It is. That's really cool. And just you know, I always wonder like when somebody listens to something like this, like what are their takeaways going to be, but ultimately their takeaways will be wherever they're at right now and whatever Mm -hmm. is like meant for them. And I think that's, what's really cool because if I were to listen to this podcast, probably a couple of years ago, my takeaways from it would be much different than they are today, but Mm -hmm. it would, it's always in alignment with what we're ready for at that time. Right. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, that's powerful. I love that. Yeah. So I guess, you know, if I had, if we ended this and said, what would you, what would you want the audience to take away with this? I think you just, you just shared it. And I think mm. that that's, that's so great. It's like wherever mm. they're at and whatever they need. And yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So if you can, so for those that hadn't listened to that first episode, mm-hmm. if you could give us like 
a minute of where you were uh-huh. back when, when things were pretty uh, dark and then uh-huh. how, and then like your timeline, if we were to view your life from a timeline, what would those little like points be on that timeline that you could share? Because I think some people are like, oh, well, this Rachel girl, that's great for her. Like she was like all successful in fitness and body <laughs> transformations. And she got to work with celebrities and yeah. all these things and do blah, blah, blah. Like that's good for her. And now she made all that money and now she's waking up and she gets to sit back and <laughs> yeah, she's not making so much money anymore, but like she has the money. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like these thoughts literally go through people's heads and yeah. we get feedback from having our podcast. So it's like, I need you to like, we're going to back it up a little bit on your timeline. And I want you to like share with people, where have you evolved mm-hmm. from? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, let's see, you know, I was born in Fort Collins, Colorado and actually where I live now, but you know, had a pretty, you know, normal childhood in that, you know, my dad was an alcoholic <laughs> And my mom, <laughs> right? Yeah. At least we can laugh about this now. Well, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. And I, I do like. I'm almost like, is that not normal in some aspects? You know. Right. And you know, divorced parents, and my mom had been married a few times, and so you know, there was just a lot of disconnect in my life. There's just a lot of disconnect. Ultimately, I was searching to be loved, to be heard, to be seen. I was searching for the light that I saw in other people. I was searching that for myself. And so at 15, I became a heroin addict and I became a heroin addict with my boyfriend. He was a few years older than me and that heroin addiction spread rapidly. You know, I started shooting up heroin pretty quickly after I started using it. And after that time, we, you know, we really just started living for the addiction and it really took over my life, our life in every single way you can possibly think of. I became homeless and that was my life. It was being homeless and really doing, you know, begging on street corners to find enough money to get the next hit. And I had tried many times to really move away from that. We both did. And this is my boyfriend at the time. And he, he ended up passing away from an overdose when we were 20. So we were homeless, heroin addicts. Um, I was 20. He was a few years older than me. And he passed away. And really at that time, it was really death or change for me because I really didn't feel like living anymore. Didn't see any reason to live. I had zero connection with my family anymore. It'd been years since I talked to my family. They didn't know if I was dead or alive anymore. And so I sold the car that I would sleep in. It didn't run. I was able to sell it. We'd already sold off most of the parts off the darn thing. So the fact that I was able to get $500 for it was insane (laughs) and got $500 for it, packed everything I had in a backpack. And I bought a one-way ticket to Hawaii. And I told myself when I get there, I will never use again. I had already looked, there was no methadone clinics on the Island. And I just knew if I wanted to continue on, it was going to be like, I would have to get off and go find what I needed. Mm -hmm. And I rented a bedroom from a woman and, um, she's somebody that I had known a long time before. And she said, yeah, you're welcome to rent this bedroom. But if you ever use in my house, if you ever use at all, you're gone. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I wish I could tell you it was like, you know, transformation, you know, we always think step into a transformation. It's just like all of a sudden better. And I never used again. I never used again, but it was a long, 
long journey of recovery, years of recovery, because if you really think about it, I spent pivotal years, 15 to 20 in a massive heroin addiction. I didn't even know how to talk to people. I didn't know how to communicate with people. I had zero healthy relationships. I didn't know how to have a healthy conversation with anybody. And so I would literally just sit on the beach and like watch people interact with other people and try to figure out like what they were doing and why they were doing it. And, and then in turn, really just trying to figure out my identity, what identity was I going to step into? Because the identity that I was leaving was homeless heroin addict. Right. And so, yeah, it's, it took many years. And finally, uh, I ended up moving away from Hawaii and I moved back to Colorado, which was its own time of transformation. But before I moved back here, somebody had introduced me to health and fitness. So that's really how I got in the health and fitness industry. Somebody took me to the gym, asked me to walk on the treadmill with them next to them. It was my old boss. She wanted to lose weight. When she invited me, I literally thought, why would anybody go walk on the treadmill or why would anybody go work out? Bottom line. That was like, so bizarre to me. (laughs) I was like, this is so weird, but I did it. And I just fell in love with it. I felt I fell in love with like the communication of talking with this person while we were moving our bodies. And I kept going back and I kept going back and I had this incredible experience from taking a cycling class. And I just, I left that cycling class windows down on the way home. And I just like, flying so high, so high. And quite honestly, like I was on drugs yeah. and, and I was like, what is this? Whatever <laughs> this is, I'm going to show this to the rest of the world. Cause all I knew was hurt people who were looking right. for this light. And I was like, I'm going to show this to as many people as possible. And that's true. That, that was like that moment for me. And I did, I hit the ground running and I knew I'd work in the health and fitness industry. And it really, was totally from the bottom up. Like I, you know, I, I had to go back to school again. I started being a heroin addict at 15. I had to go back to school. Um, I started just by, I I started teaching cycling or working at the front desk of a gym Uh and I was teaching cycling classes and while I'm going to school and just the journey really unfolded from there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's such an incredible story you know, and then it's, it's getting, and I, I can assume you're at the point where you're like grateful for your past. Absolutely. You know, yeah, you're definitely involved enough to be like, yeah, like it's our past happens to us or happens for us really. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's such an incredible story. And yeah. So thank you for sharing that. So, so all of you out there that were making up all the excuses, (laughs) you know, beat that. No. Yeah. Well, I've actually thought about this. I'm like, will I ever be able to tell my story without telling the whole story? And I don't know, because I do think it's important that people really understand to be able to unfold it in their own minds, you know? And so, cause we all, that's just what we do, you know? Yeah. We always, it's, it's that, oh, well, that's easy for that person because, or that's good for Mm. them because there is like, I know for myself, there's this underlying program in me from my upbringing that I have to trumpet and silence it a lot. That is, well, that's not available to me. Like Mm. that. I remember, you know, kids would come to school with new clothes on, or they'd have the new tennis shoes, or I'd see families and they talk about how they're going to go on a spring break or go on a trip. And I would always like, would want to live vicariously through them, but I would always remind myself, but that's not available to you. Cause you guys, you don't get that, you know? And so even as an adult, I find myself like, wait, 
that is available to me if I choose it, right? But there's that, that we do have that deep-rooted programming. So for anyone out there that can relate to that's not available to you, everything's available to you, yeah. you know? So, mm-hmm. you know, tr- check yourself when you're making up those, making those comments, you know? <laughs> yeah, anyway. those beliefs. Yeah, definitely. Well, Rachel, thank you so much again for sharing part of your life with us. And I just appreciate you so much because this is just, this was so good. And I know that so many in the audience needed bits and pieces, if not everything that that you shared today. So I thank you. Well, thanks for having me. I am grateful to be here and just, you know, I'm excited to see what unfolds. Yeah, always. Thanks for joining us today, you guys, on this Happy Whole You podcast. We are so stoked that you are listening. And if you have questions or want to reach out to us, you can always email us at info at happyholeyou.com. And you know where to find us at Happy Whole You on Facebook and at Happy Whole You on Instagram. So have a wonderful day. Have a great week. And we will see you soon.